Judges chapters 14 through 16. Samson went down to Timnah, and at Timnah he saw one of the daughters of the Philistines. Then he came up and told his father and mother, I saw one of the daughters of the Philistines at Timnah. Now get her for me as a wife. But his father and mother said to him, Is there not a woman among the daughters of your relatives, or among all our people, that you must go and take a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? But Samson said to his father, Get her for me, for she is right in my eyes. His father and mother did not know that it was from the Lord, for he was seeking an opportunity against the Philistines. At that time, the Philistines ruled over Israel. Then Samson went down with his father and mother to Timnah, and they came to the vineyards of Timnah. And behold, a young lion came toward him roaring. Then the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him, and although he had nothing in his hand, he tore the lion in pieces as one tears a young goat. But he did not tell his father or his mother what he had done. Then he went down and talked with the woman, and she was right in Samson's eyes. After some days he returned to take her, and he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion, and behold, there was a swarm of bees in the body of the lion, and honey. He scraped it out into his hands and went on eating as he went. And he came to his father and mother and gave to some to them, and they ate. But he did not tell them that he had scraped the honey from the carcass of the lion. His father went down to the woman, and Samson prepared a feast there. For so the young men used to do. As soon as the people saw him, they brought thirty companions to be with him. And Samson said to them, Let me now put a riddle to you. If you can tell me what it is within the seven days of the feast and find it out, then I will give you thirty linen garments and thirty changes of clothes. But if you cannot tell me what it is, then you shall give me thirty linen garments and thirty changes of clothes. And they said to him, Put your riddle, that we may hear it. And he said to them, Out of the eater came something to eat, out of the strong came something sweet. And in three days they could not solve the riddle. On the fourth day they said to Samson's wife, Entice your husband to tell us what this riddle is, lest we burn you and your father's house with fire. Have you invited us here to impoverish us? And Samson's wife wept over him and said, You only hate me. You do not love me. You have put a riddle to my people, and you have not told me what it is. And he said to her, Behold, I have not told my father nor my mother and shall I tell you? She wept before him the seven days that their feast lasted, and on the seventh day he told her, because she pressed him hard. Then she told the riddle to her people, and the men of the city said to him, On the seventh day before the sun went down, What is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? And he said to them, If you had not plowed with my heifer, you would not have found out my riddle. And the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him, and he went down to Ashkelon, and struck down thirty men, and took them, and took their spoil, and gave their garments to those who had told their riddle. In hot anger he went back to his father's house, and Samson's wife was given to his companion, who had been his best man. After some days, at the time when of wheat harvest, Samson went to visit his wife with a young goat, and he said, I will go in to my wife but her father would not allow him to go in. And her father said, I really thought you had utterly hated her, so I gave her to your companion. Is not her younger sister more beautiful than she? Please take her instead. 
And Samson said to them, This time I shall be innocent in regard to the Philistines when I do them harm. So Samson went and caught three hundred foxes and took torches, and he turned them tail to tail, and put a torch between each pair of tails. And when he had set fire to the torches, he let the foxes go into the standing grain of the Philistines, and set fire to the stacked grain and the standing grain, as well as the olive orchards. Then the Philistines said, Who has done this? And they said, Samson, the son-in-law of the Temanite because he has taken his wife and given her to his companion. And the Philistines came up and burned her with her father with fire. Samson said to them, This is what you do, I swear I will be avenged on you, and after that I will quit. And he struck them hip and thigh with a great blow, and he went down and stayed in the cleft of the rock at Edom. Then the Philistines came up and encamped in Judah and made a raid on Lehi. And the men of Judah said, Why have you come up against us? They said, We have come up to bind Samson, to do to him as he did to us. Then three thousand men of Judah went down to the cleft of the rock of Edom, and said to Samson, Do you not know that the Philistines are rulers over us? What then is this that you have done to us? And he said to them, As they did to me, so have I done to them. And they said to him, we have come down to bind you, that we may give you into the hands of the Philistines. And Samson said to them, Swear to me that you will not attack me yourselves. They said to him, No, we will only bind you and give you into their hands. We will surely not kill you. So they bound him with two new ropes and brought him up from the rock. When he came from to Lehi, the Philistines came shouting to meet him. Then the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon him, and the ropes that were on his arms became as flax that has caught fire, and his bonds melted off his hands. And he found a fresh drawbone of a donkey, and put out his hand and took it. And with it he struck one thousand men. And Samson said, With the drawbone of a donkey heaps upon heaps, with the drawbone of a donkey have I struck down a thousand men. As soon as he finished speaking, he threw away the drawbone out of his hand, and that place was called Ramath-Lahi. And he was very thirsty, and he called upon the Lord and said, You have granted this great salvation by the hand of your servant, and I shall now die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised. And God split open the hollow place that is at Lehi, and the water came out from it, and when he drank, his spirit returned, and he rev revived. Therefore, the name of it was called En Hakakor. It is at Lehi to this day, and he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines twenty years. Samson went to Gaza, and there he saw a prostitute, and he went into her. The Gazites were told, Samson has come here, and they surrounded the place and set an ambush for him all night at the gate of the city. They kept quiet all night, saying, Let us wait till the light of the morning, then we will kill him. But Samson lay till midnight, and at midnight he arose and took hold of the doors of the gate of the city and the two posts, and pulled them up, bar and all, and put them on his shoulders, and carried them to the top of the hill that is in front of Hebron. After this, he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And the Philistines came up to her and said to her, Seduce him, and see what his great strength lies, and by what means we may overpower him we may bind him to humble him, and we will each give you one thousand one hundred pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, 
Please tell me where your great strength lies and how you might be bound that one could subdue you. Samson said to her, If they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings that have not been dried, then I shall become weak, be like any other man. Then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven fresh bowstrings that had not been dried, and she bound him with them. Now she had been lying in ambush in the inner chamber, and she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he snapped the bowstrings as a thread of flax snaps it and touches it with fire. So the secret of his strength was not known. Then Delilah said to Samson, Behold, you have mocked me and told me lies. Please tell me how you might be bound. And he said to her, If they bind me with new ropes that have not been used, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. So Delilah took new ropes and bound him with them and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And the men lying in ambush were in, the inner, in an inner chamber, but he snapped the ropes off his arms like a thread. Then Delilah said to Samson, Until now you have mocked me and told me lies. Tell me how you might be bound. And he said to her, If you weave the seven locks of my head with the web and fasten it tight with the pen, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. So while he slept, Delilah took the seven locks of his head and wove them into a web. And she made them tight with a pin and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he awoke from his sleep and pulled away the pin and loom and the web. And she said to him, How can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me these three times, and you have not told me where your great strength lies. And when she pressed him hard with her words day after day and urged him, his soul was vexed to death. And he told her all his heart, and said to her, A razor has never come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If my head is shaven, then my strength will leave me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up again, for he has told me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hands. She made him sleep on her knees, and she called a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him, and his strength left him. And she said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him, and all the Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with bronze shackles, and he ground at the mill in the prison. But the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. Now the lords of the Philistines gathered to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their god, and were to rejoice. And they said, Our god has given Samson our enemy into our hand. And when the people saw him, they praised their god. For they said, Our god has given our enemy into our hand the ravenger of our country, who has killed many of us. And when they, when their hearts were merry, they said, Call Samson, and that he may entertain us. So they called Samson out of the prison, and he entertained them. They made him stand between the pillars, and Samson said to the young man who held him by the hand, Let me fill the pillars on which the house rest, and that I may lean against them. Now the house was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were there, and on the roof there were about three thousand men and women, and who looked on while Samson entertained. Then Samson called to the Lord and said, 
Oh Lord God, please remember me and please strengthen me only this once. Oh God, that I may be avenged on the Philistines for my two eyes. Samson grasped the two middle pillars on which the house rested, and he leaned his weight against them, his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. Then he bowed with all his strength, and the house fell upon the lords and all the people who were in it. So the dead who were killed at his death were more than those who had killed during his life. Then his brothers and all his family came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Eshtael in the tomb of his father. He judged Israel twenty years. Mark chapter 3 verses 1 through 21. Again he entered the synagogue, and a man was there with a withered hand. And they watched Jesus to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man with the withered hand, Come here. And he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm or to save life or to kill? But they were silent. And he looked around at them with anger, grieved at the hardness of their heart, and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately held counsel with the Herodians against him, how to destroy him. Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great crowd followed him. From Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and Edumina, and from beyond the Jordan, and from around Tyre and Sidon. When the great crowd heard all that he was doing, they came to him, and he told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, lest they crush him. For he had healed many, so that all who had diseases pressed around him to touch him. And whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down on the ground and cried out, You are the Son of God! And he strictly ordered them not to make him known. And he went up on the mountain and called to him those whom he desired, and they came to him. And he appointed twelve, whom he also named apostles, so that they might be with him, and he might send them out to preach and have authority to cast out demons. He appointed the twelve, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James the son of Zebedee, and John the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Boangers, that is, son of thunder, Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, and the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, the, who betrayed him. Then he went home, and the crowd gathered again, so that they could not even eat. And when his family heard it, they went out to seize him, for they were saying, He is out of his mind. Today we've read the story of Samson, or at least we finished from where we left off after reading this chapter 13. And what we find is Samson's not really the kind of godly character that we would normally imagine would be the leader of Israel or the judge of Israel for a time. Samson's got a major, major sin problem. He He's a Nazarite. He's taken a vow to be holy unto the Lord, but he touches a dead carcass, eats from a dead carcass. He goes to his parents and demands to tell them the person that he's going to marry in a, in a very disrespectful and uh, even condescending way. He uh, is continuously pursuing his lustfully and fleshly desires something weird is going on here. Backing away from that, one of the things that we observe is that God, God's going to use Samson. 
And in fact, God certainly does use Samson. He uses him as he conquers over 10,000 Philistines, and then the even more numerous Philistines that Samson is able to permanently subdue by bringing down the house that he's mocked in. With all of that said, it's not very honorable the way that Samson's life ends. Maybe it is in the sense that he was ultimately used by God and he was a judge over Israel for 20 years. But there's something missing. What do we learn from the story of Samson? Well, again, it comes back to what is the major theme in Judges. Awful people doing awful things. I believe I said as we began to read this book that we cannot read the book of Judges and look for practical application that we will emulate. A lot of the examples or the historical records we read are simply bad people doing bad things. The book of Judges forces us to realize what the wicked nature of our own hearts does to us. We don't do bad things because, um, because we fail to do good things. We do bad things because at the core of who, who humanity is, is, we're fallen. Without God, there is no hope of doing good. But when God decides to use people, he's going to use them. I would ask, in the life of Samson, God overrules the decisions that he makes that would otherwise bring him dishonor and shame. He overrules these situations all the way from the very beginning whenever he marries the Philistine uh, woman to the very end when he's made essentially a slave and God chooses to restore him with his own death. My application from Samson's life is that I don't want God to have to overrule me. Rather, I want him to rule over my life. That means I don't want him to overrule the mistakes that I make, but I want him to be king in the moments that I am making decisions, that his will can be done in a way it doesn't require me to be the obstacle. I think it's amazing that God has the ability to do this. And I trust him to guide you and I as we draw closer to God.